Hi everyone, um, Alicia and I are really happy today to be chatting with you all and talking to you about our perspectives on design. Um, today we're specifically going to talk about visual language and visual design and I have with me Alicia Raghavan um, who inspires me every day to do more, to do better and to do different. Uh, so I'm happy to have the uh, time and the opportunity to chat with you Ali. I think you're one of Pensar's best kept secrets. Tell us a little bit about you. Um, so, I mean, today I'm heading interaction design at Pensar, but I've had a very, very diverse uh, background in the field of design. Um, I've played roles of being a graphic designer, communication designer, uh, been an entrepreneur running my own design firm for a little bit. So I've donned many hats. That's really shaped the way I think and, and approach work. Um, I feel like that allows me to bring multiple strengths uh, of mine uh, together and multiple skills of mine together. Uh, you know, communication design or content writing uh, also helps in the way that you then represent your design. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a little bit about me uh, from that perspective. I think, you know, diversity, even within the design, is, is to be celebrated itself. Um, you know, what is your visual language? Um, I know we're going to talk a little bit about visual language and products, but when you think about Ali, what is your visual language? I'm somebody who doesn't like to be sort of uh, boxed into one thing. So if somebody asks me what's my favorite book, I really can't say that. So my design uh, and visual style is also very uh, similar. It's a combination of something that's very handmade. So I'm constantly... Uh, trying to learn new skills. The last thing I did was try to learn brush calligraphy. So to try and bring that handmade, uh, hand-done look. But it's also got, you know, some, some of that modern, clean uh, visual. So it's, it's a combination of different uh, languages that come together, a little bit of bohemian. Um, so it's, it's, and a little bit of vintage where I can uh, bring it together. Uh, but it also depends on where, uh, what that output is. I obviously can't bring all of those together, for example, in, in a resume, but depending on where and what I'm trying to represent, uh, I, I bring in the, one style takes precedence over the other. Now, if we go beyond um, you know, your personal visual style, Ali, one of the things that you helped us do was create sort of a brand, a visual language and identity for Pensar. What can you tell us about that um, creation process and uh, what it involved? Um, it was a really exciting process because um, while a few of us were tasked with representing Pensar, it really was about the entire organization. And so everything that we've done, uh, you know, we don't follow the conventional way of possibly doing uh, a concept we don't follow a conventional way of how we possibly give clients gifts we 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 get our illustrator to come and draw something gorgeous uh, to give um our clients so you know when we want to talk about a concept uh, we don't create like lengthy presentations we put that out we visualize it we allow our customers to experience it and since we do all of those things how do we get our brand to represent that was an important task for us and also what we wanted to be able to talk about uh, as a brand was how, how, did we how do we separate ourselves from our competitors? We mm -hmm. were doing something differently. Um, 
And it's very easy to sort of fall into that conventional path of having a typical logo, okay, then clean, modern uh, uh, presentations, but that wouldn't really reflect who we are. Um, and we do really care to sort of reflect our personality uh, in everything that we do. So it was really about marrying all of that together. Um, that meant that there was a combination of some of the more uh, solid, typical fonts that everyone uses, but also bringing in a handwriting font. Um, that meant not doing the typical icons that existed. While that would have been way easier for us as a brand to just take an icon set, we actually chose to go down the path of creating uh, uh, hand-drawn or uh, illustrated uh, icon sets that, that were truly our own. Um, and even, even with our logo, I think somewhere for us, it's so important uh, that there is a there is meaning in everything that we do. Um, so uh, even our logo has has that aspect of you know a person in in the middle of all of it. Because really, what we do as uh, as people at working at Pensar, it's really understand uh, the customer's perspective, understand their mindsets and behaviors, and then every representation that we have um, has some deeper meaning of uh, what what we do, whether it's connecting the dots. If, if you look at our uh, design thinking process, we've used the dots and the lines to talk about uh, our process. But again, it has that underlying uh, aspect of our, that everything that we do, we look at connecting the dots in an interesting way. Yeah. Would you say that uh, people get that style and people understand what it is we're trying to explore with our visual language? Um, to begin with, I think uh, it uh, it serves the first purpose. To start with, it serves the first purpose of being able to differentiate ourselves because we clearly uh, don't look like every other brand that our client has come across. Um, and then as they see all the different outputs that we have, they do generally get it. Well, I don't think we've, like I said before, followed convention for anything that we do, even the way we represent research, uh, you know, we take we uh, use sketch notes to synthesize a particular conversation and showcase that. Um, so uh, I do gen genuinely think that our clients do uh, get it and see what we're trying to do, uh, because I think our brand is not just visually in the way that we use all of this these fonts and iconography, but it's also in the way that we speak about it. So it all comes together uh, to showcase that. Um, one of the biggest challenges is, um, you know, keeping that consistent as different people come in and out. What have you done to keep the consistency of the visual language and um, sort of the, the feeling or what it stands for? Yeah, um, I think with any uh, sort of visual design, there is a path that is non-negotiable. I mean, we all create guidelines, but I think inherently as an agreement, uh, there are certain parts that are non-negotiable and, and it's gonna say true to the brand. Um, but I guess like human behavior, like any organization, you also have to have a part of it which is sort of malleable, uh, open to change, open to evolving and uh, imbibing some of the trends that exist outside. Um, and you know, we've, we've tried to do that as well. Uh, while some parts of our brand, uh, you know, the hand-drawn, the hand-written uh, font uh, won't change, but, you know, where required, if we need something to uh, be represented visually and our current uh, way of doing things is a constraint, 
it it takes a conversation we look at how can we incorporate that into the style it isn't about just going ahead and doing something different how do we incorporate that and not just stop at that but how do we continue to use that it's not a one time thing but how does it become a part of that uh, because a brand's visual language is a living and breathing organism as well so how do you continue to build that into it and continue to use it is is something that's going to, is always important ali one last question i have for you is this is all about our own brand now i know we've done several visual design projects for other clients um that you have led and i know we can't talk about all of them because some are work in progress um what do you think are some of the challenges that you're seeing clients face when they are trying to communicate their visual identity and as you rightly said it's their identity visual is one key part of it but it's their identity overall um i think it goes back to that aspect of being open and flexible sometimes what happens uh, for our clients is they get beholden to a guideline that somebody's created a while back um and it may not work uh for example in today's context uh some of those guidelines for example were created uh for the logo and for the marketing but not for the digital uh sphere so it becomes very hard to translate that um and it's it, and it doesn't just end there in terms of what platform or medium that it has to translate to but your customers are constantly evolving their uh visual um the things that appeal to them visually are changing how do you how do you cater to that and imbibe that in your language is something that's very important and can be challenging for a brand because for, for some of our clients because they're large organizations and those decisions don't necessarily stay uh, with them but being able to i think our job there in lies to be able to show them what uh, how design can transform that how it can um be appealing to customers and it's both in the way that we design but also how we include customers uh in in the way that we do research and get feedback uh to allow them to see the point that we're trying to make so it feels like you know in large organizations they should really have a keeper of that identity and how it translates into the various attributes or deliverables or artifacts that the brand creates them yeah absolutely i mean i was just thinking of the term custodian you have culture custodians but it's equally important to have a brand custodian yeah. who isn't really sitting there like a monitor trying to say no you can't do this and you can do this but really being open to uh you know what 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 is it required of us today uh, to help move the brand along absolutely. i mean great examples are coca cola pepsi uh, these are brands that are constantly just it may not be very visible to every customer but they constantly and very slow uh, slowly evolving their visual language as the time goes by so you're not suddenly looking at a coca cola logo and saying gosh it looks so outdated it's always keeping up with the time and and doesn't mean we have to change our logos all the time but yeah. definitely the rest of our language has to sort of keep up with the time absolutely and i think uh, going back to what you said um you know you are the custodian and pensar for our visual language and you allow people the liberty to try something new and come back and if you if you think that's a good idea you adopt and adapt it uh, moving forward so makes sense to sort of have a custodian of the identity and move just beyond colors and uh, specific style guides but to also you know really evolve and help represent the brand in in the many ways beyond the logo 
Um, so thanks, Ali. This has been super. Thank you. Um, really appreciate you chatting with me on this, and thank you for uh, doing the little art project as well. Thank you. It was it was good fun. <laughs> <laughs>